Hello everyone, I'm Cooper Rathod from the Digital Media Center and I'm here with the amazing Nina Nina Mata, um, the best-selling author um, and illustrator of New York Times. And it's really nice to be here with you. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, um, I did a lot of research on you and it was just really nice like looking at your work because it really inspired me and you're really like you're really talented so it was really thank good you. yeah thank you um so i'm just gonna start off um with a couple of questions and if you can just tell us a little about yourself and where you're from and just um what you value um so first of all thank you for having me here i am Nina mata and i have been an illustrator for over a decade now um I grew up in Queens, in New York, and I pretty much started illustration just like any kid. I just loved drawing, I just kept drawing. Uh, went to a uh, high school of art and design and then followed up with majoring in illustration at the Fashion Institute of Technology. And then from there, uh, I started my career in illustration. I got an agent and that's where I get most of my jobs or all of my jobs. And um, yeah, I've been doing this ever since. Yeah, and um, can you talk a little about your experience at the Fashion Institute of Technology, your college? Sure, uh, college was a lot of fun. Uh, that's pretty much where I, I discovered a lot of, um, that's where I learned a lot of traditional um, medium like so uh, live sketching was very helpful for me uh, color theory and what else were my favorite um, I just I was just allowed to experiment with all types of mediums so that um, at the end I realized that my strongest was um, digital and that I, I love being able to implicate all of the the traditional mediums styles that I've learned and then put it all into one and that that it, it just became like um, my strongest um, form of expressing myself. Yeah, that's great. And um, what made you most want to get into this industry? Um, I didn't want to be a nurse. <laughs> I didn't want to go into anything that my parents were telling me, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was just a safe route and I just loved art and I kept going back to it. Even if I stopped, it it always pulled me back. Um, and I think that's what happens with passion. You always get pulled back to what you really love. And a lot of people, they don't realize that if you take your passion and you make it your, your nine to five, your career, you will thrive in it. And it's so important to, to understand that because a lot of our parents are scared and they don't want us to pursue our passion because it's not the safe road. But if somebody is passionate about it, they will thrive and they will succeed. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Um, was there anything holding you back or any challenges you faced? Anything holding me back? I guess, yeah, like my parents, society, <laughs> just telling you, well, artists just don't make a living. You can't make a living doing it, you know, and I was, thank God, I was one of those kids and those people that were like, well, I'll prove it to you. <laughs> I can. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and what is your greatest source of inspiration? Everything. Um, I love recreating quiet moments of life. I love watching my kid. I love watching her interact with everything that she sees and everything that she experiences. Uh, my childhood has a lot to do with um, being a children's book illustrator. I think I live in my childhood and it was such a cozy, it was a lot of cozy memories for me. So I like to draw that. <laughs> yeah. And what do you want to express through your illustrations? Um, uh, yeah, like I said, the quiet moments. Um, and lately I've been realizing that uh, diversity, I mean, I've always realized that from, from the get-go, that I have like the, the power to change how books are, are looking right now. I grew up where there weren't a lot of brown kids in, in children's books. I had to, and, and I was okay with that. It didn't really bother me, but I didn't know that there was an option for, for um, representation to be there. And I'm really grateful that I'm in, I'm in this like um, renaissance of uh, children's books where representation is everything. And I am a part of that. And I'm really, it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. And how did it feel like to get New York's best time selling illustrator? Uh, I don't know. It hasn't really sunk in. I think when you work really hard and you really love what you do, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's a label that I'm grateful for and, uh, you know, something that you, you do hope to achieve one day, but then when you're actually there, you're, you're, <laughs> it's like, um, okay, then maybe I should just keep working. I, I don't, I don't really, you know, um, the things that really matter to me are when a kid picks up a book and they, they want to read it again. I mean, that, that to me is a, a, the ultimate compliment as an artist because they want to live in the world that you created. And I think it's, it, it, that's, that's what you aim for as, a, as an artist trying to reach out to kids. Yeah. And how about your daughter? What is her reaction when she reads your books? Uh, I don't know. She has such a, she, I, I, I don't, I can't even imagine the kind of um, childhood she has because um, she just, you know, like I'll be working and then she'll come in and she's like, oh, mom's working on another book. I mean, <laughs> it's just so, you know, like, she doesn't doesn't um it's not something that i grew up with i thought that that you know like i can't imagine having a parent doing children's books for a living and she does not bat an eye she just doesn't she just sees it as work it's mommy's work <laughs> yeah. yeah so she actually doesn't read my books can you believe that wow <laughs> yeah the other day she was like um i think it was like world read aloud day and i told her i was like why don't you get one of mommy's books 
and she's like no, I don't I don't want to do that mom like <laughs> yeah it's like the usual day for her yeah. <laughs> it's like no that's not interesting and I'm like wow okay <laughs> she's just like yeah my mom's the New York best time selling on <laughs> yeah um how do you pick the books that you illustrate um when I get a manuscript it's usually I'll read through it and for me if I if I visually see it in my head already then it's a strong connection because it's, it's really hard to like um find connections with with stories make yourselves so you kind of um to see whether or not um you align with the message of the book and I mean luckily um a lot of times when I do pick I choose um to illustrate a book um we do end up syncing and it does align with the the work that I do and then the author's message and how did it feel like to work with um, people like LeBron James and Lori Hernandez and illustrate books for them? Um, well, Lori's one of my favorite. Um, that's actually my the first book I've ever been asked to illustrate, my first picture book. Um, and the first time, I was actually going to quit when right before that opportunity um, happened. Um, I had been illustrating for seven years at that point and I wasn't really getting anywhere. So um, I was gonna quit. I was gonna go into, I don't know, real estate or trying to sell houses. <laughs> but then I decided I'm gonna change my style. I'm gonna regroup. And um, it was, oh, it was actually this image I just wanted to recreate what we did when when we were, you know, kids in junior high. And in three months, I got a call from Harper saying that um, Lori Hernandez, the gymnast Lori Hernandez, uh, was looking for an artist to illustrate her her picture book. And she she when she saw it when she saw that postcard, that was she was like, that's it. I don't want anybody else to do the to do the art I just want her to do it so um that was my first picture book and I'm forever grateful for her because um after we did that it um I became a New York Times bestseller and from there and and then during the book signing I actually got to meet her and she welcomed me gave me a big old hug and just welcomed me and was like you know you're part of my, our family now and She's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Um, and with LeBron, I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. Maybe, I don't know, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. um, but that that was a really fun book because like I said before, um, when you get a, a manuscript, it really has to connect with um, myself for me to, to be able to draw it. And when I first read the manuscript for I Promise, it, it was such a beautiful message and um, yeah, I was, I was excited from the get-go from illustrating the book and it's been magic ever since. And what message do you wish that the kids take away from the books the most? I want kids 
to see themselves in it. I, I, I think there's really value in that where, um, you know, you pick up a book and you're like, hey, this kid, this uh, drawing looks like me. And th I think there's something special about that when somebody sees themselves in in books or TV and, you know, an experience outside of it. And it's, um, it used to be books would only be, you know, would only represent, um, you know, white people. And there's nothing wrong with that, um, you know, it's a window into somebody's world, but being able to see yourself in the book, it's not a window into somebody's world. It's actually you inside of this, you know, this book and being able to to do that being able to show the representation i think um it builds empathy for children um and and cre and creates better people <laughs> let's face it <laughs> yeah that's definitely true yeah um and do you think that ever in your career that sometimes it's a lot of work that it might take away time from your family. Yeah. Um, burnout is definitely a thing. Um, for Even for a, uh, a career that you love. Um, but I think recognizing it is important. And rest is also a part of being productive even though a lot of people are, even though you will feel guilty, I'm a workaholic. So every time I rest, I do feel guilty, but I have to tell myself, I have to rest. I have to take the time out to, you know, to refocus and get back onto that energy that, that makes me be more productive in my, in my work. Otherwise I'm just, I'm just grinding away and the work will feel stagnant and it'll feel really boring because I'm just like, I'm just going through the motion. Yeah. And what is your favorite thing to do to sort of just get away from work when it's like overloading or just to balance it out? Um, wait, say that again? <laughs> Um, what is like your favorite thing to do to sometimes just to get away from work and just balance work life? Uh, oh, I'm um, I'm learning the ukulele. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and um, I do a lot of random things. I'm like learning Spanish lately, just so I can. Um, I, I want to. My goal at the end of the year is to be trilingual. <laughs> And I just like challenging myself, um, doing random things. Um, I love singing. Uh, being at the beach is the best type of relaxation for me, for sure. Um, and just being with my family, I just, it, it's, a, it's a goal of mine to always um, have one day at least to spend with, you know, my daughter and my husband and, and just kind of get back to that because that's really what I'm doing all of this for is for more family time. Yeah. Um, did you ever think that maybe like, I just want to leave this behind or there was like a moment where you thought that you didn't want to continue this career? 
yeah like the the time i i almost quit um because i wasn't really getting the results that i wanted from it and i mean there was a point where before lord um she's got this where i i would find myself falling asleep while i was uh drawing like editorial work and i was like oh this isn't fun anymore i think when you it's all about being aware of um whether or not it's still bringing you joy and if it's not you gotta pivot you have to change it up maybe not leaving the career but try to find ways different ways to get excited about it again i think that's just um, a life lesson in general if something in your life is like not working out you gotta change it around so that you know it's not it's not boring who wants to live a boring life <laughs> and um lastly do you have any advice for anyone wanting to go into this career or anything yeah i think um being yourself is very important and there's different ways you can take that and like you really have to be able to be brave enough to tell your story you have to be brave enough uh to even look at yourself and admit things about yourself and then share it with the world through expression you know through art through any anything you want to do in life i think the more authentic you are and the more vulnerable and honest you are with the world the more people are going to gravitate because not a lot of people are brave enough to like show that part of themselves and people want to know how you how you're able to do that and i think it's I think that's when when I did become a little bit more honest with myself is when um, a lot of opportunities started opening up because I own my story and I embrace my story and now people want to listen and people are just fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah, I think I can say I definitely am. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So you want to be an illustrator? Um, I really wanted to do something in like art or drawing. Um, but I'm not too sure yet. <laughs> I I didn't know that I wanted to be a writer as well. So I'm exploring that part of my career now and people are listening. But it is, you know, like to be honest and vulnerable. It's hard. It's really hard. Um and to own it. It's it's just yeah. Very <laughs> Do you think you've grown more as a writer? I think I have. Um I it's I, I used to think if somebody validated me outside of myself that then I I would I would be I, I would be able to call myself an author, but it's when people were like, no, you need to tell yourself that. You need to be sure that Nina knows, Nina knows that she's an author. And um, I think that was the first step. And then when, when I started writing, 
um, my stories, it, it just it just fell naturally. It just became like a, a natural way of expressing myself, and I and I share it with my editors and my um, my agent, and they they want to hear more. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Um, do you have any like upcoming projects that you're working on? I do. I have. There's one I can't talk about, and then there's maybe like I think I'm booked up to like 2025. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I said I'm a workaholic. I love being busy. This is everything I've ever wanted in my career. This is Digital Media Center Season Two podcast. Thank you for joining us.